Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Market View on Money FM 89.3. That's right, you're listening to Money FM 89.3 and it's now time for Market View where we take a look at how the Singapore stock market is likely to close for the day, the biggest movers, sectors and companies to watch. But as always, a quick recap of how we started. Well, Singapore shares opened on a strong footing today after US equities rallied overnight with the Dow posting a record high on signals of lowering borrowing costs in 2024. Now, in early trade, the Straits Times Index up 0.7% to 3,100. 124 points after some 73 million securities changed hands in the broader market. Now, numbers on the SGX are still firming up, but here's what I have on my screen. The Straits Times Index up 0.67%. We're looking at 3,125 points. In terms of value turnover, that's 1.53 billion Sing dollars. Gainers outnumbered losers 385 versus 211. Top five movers by value we have here DBS. UOB, Singtel, OCBC and Capital Land Invest. Heavily traded securities, Medtex International, Citrum and Biolytics. Now in terms of companies to watch, we do have Semco Industries. The group said it was awarded a 300 megawatt solar project from an enterprise of India's government called NHPC. Now meanwhile, from the US Federal Reserve signaling three rate cuts in 2024 to news of Country Garden selling a small stake in a Italian Wanda unit. More international headlines in focus today. Joining me on the line is David Chow, Director at Azure Capital. David, welcome. Hi, Tian Thanks for having me uh, on the show as always. Great to have you as always. And let's start with the usual. So how did the SDI fare huh? so far today? Any surprises when it comes to the biggest movers? Obviously, the happenings in this morning, the uh, Fed meeting uh, dominated the sentiments today. I think uh, Fed was uh, perceived as storage this morning when it comes to the interest rate next year. And you know, this actually then a boost to the market, especially the SDI, which uh, you know you have uh, said you know, close 0.7% higher. And uh, you know, as we are speaking now, I think Europe is opening you know 1.5% higher, reaching the highest levels uh, since January last year. For the biggest movers today, uh, I think most of the uh, stocks that uh, you know the mid to large caps that I'm looking at uh, are actually on the up today. I wouldn't call it I wouldn't exactly call you a surprise, but it's certainly heartening to see some of the property and REITs counters, mm-hmm. you know, getting a boost from these possible rates cuts uh, next year. Yeah. I think the likes of uh, CPDEF and UOL, I think, close 3 plus percent today, while some industry REITs uh, <clears throat> also rallied. So this tells you, you know, that the investors in these sectors are eagerly waiting for news like this. Uh, and in fact, they've been waiting for a while now. Yeah, so some good news uh, at the end of the year. Now, zooming in on the companies to watch, seems like good news for Semco Industries as well. The group said it was awarded a 300 megawatt solar project from NHPC, which is an enterprise of India's government. Now, how significant is this for Semco Industries, though? Okay, I think the two parts is an announcement to be taken out note of. You know, uh, the first part will be a 300 megawatt solar project, which is essentially a built-owned operate project, which, uh, you know, Sancon could derive some construction revenue and profit, uh, and of course, recording in it in a fiscal year when your construction takes place. However, the juice of it, uh, of this agreement will really be the 25-year long-term power purchase agreement, which will only begin in 2026. So from, you know, then on, you know, so Sam Court, you know, could actually derive some recurring incomes from this agreement. Um, to be frank, this project announcement, you know, should be expected, especially if they have followed um, Sam Court 
Investor Day earlier last month. Mm. Now, what happened as an Investor Day is that uh, Samcon Industry actually set forth a 2020 target, you know, to reach 25 gigawatt of uh, gross renewable energy installed capacity. This is up from its current level of 8.7 gigawatt. And uh, if I look at it, uh, Samcon Industry I think has a total of around 12 gigawatt of uh, renewable energy capacity in its portfolio right now. Mm. <laughs> Okay, at the mix of this uh, 12, 12 gigawatt, I can see that they're actually targeting, you know, 50% will come from solar. So, you know, with these agreements, you know, this implies, you know, SEI will need to add, you know, 7.8 gigawatt of capacity for solar projects to hit this target. And with this uh, 300 megawatt project uh, just announced, I think uh, SEMCOP just took a baby step closer to achieving this target. Right, okay. And uh, taking a look at another company to watch, uh, David, that is Manulife US Read. I recall we were talking about it um, previously as well. Once mm-hmm. again, making the news, this time round, 11 of 12 lenders had obtained the necessary approvals in relation to its proposed recapitalization plan. How would you read into its share price performance today in relation to that development? Right. I think um, obviously the share price has priced in this good news, evident by the uh, 16% rose uh, today, you know, the uh, trading hot, which was announced uh, at noon. Um, so I would say actually this is a good news because 11 of top tenders, so this sort of, you know, would pave their way for an approval of these three resolutions. And uh, as we all know, the EGM actually took place at 2.30 p.m. earlier today. So, you know, I think... Uh, as with some of the investors and shareholders, we are all, you know, who did not attend the uh, EGM, we are now actually waiting for the results with a bated breath. Mm. So what's at stake here will be the approval of all three resolutions tabled at this EGM in order, you know, and all three must be approved in order for we to revise. The, uh, the share price already rose 6 to the but you know, has somewhat, you know, priced in the good news. Um, but I'm not exactly sure whether uh, this 16% rise will actually reflect that, uh, you know, based on market assumption that the resolution, all three resolutions will be passed today. So what's mm-hmm. at stake is that all three resolutions must be passed at the EGM today in order for the REIT to survive. And mm-hmm. a negative outcome could actually result in immediate disorderly liquidation and, you know, potentially zero value for its unit holder. So this will be the key risk. And uh, assuming a blue sky scenario whereby all three resolutions are passed, the key steps we should be looking out for will be um, how execution of the proposed asset disposal and stabilization will be done. And with uh, no interest rates uh, peaking, you know, yeah. I believe such opportunities could arise as early as uh, second half of next year. So we shall see. Right. If you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with David Chow, Director at Azure Capital. Uh, across the region, David, China's embattled country mm-hmm. garden said it will sell a small stake in a Dalian Wanda unit, which is called Zhuhai Wanda Commercial Management. Uh, it will sell it back to the Dalian Wanda Group. Um, but aside from that boost to country gardens uh, shares today, mm-hmm. I believe investors are closely watching for Zhuhai Wanda instead. So what's happening here? Okay, to answer this, um, I think we have to look back in time to October 2021. And mm-hmm. uh, during that year, I think Zhuhai Wanda Commercial actually signed an agreement with 16 external investors, including Country Garden, for yeah. 38 billion yuan investments in Zhuhai Wanda. And, you know, this deal is a promise uh, in, to pay the investors back with, you know, an, an 8% annual returns. If the unit, you know, fail to go public by the end of, you know, 2023. So, um, so as we will see, you know, for now, the company, the, the, this specific unit is still, uh, you know, 
remain private for now. So uh, it seems to me that the company listing plan has been repeatedly delayed. Because when I look back, you know, in June, it actually filed for an IPO on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange for mm. the fourth time after three failed attempts. Wow. And as uh, last week, you know, the status of this IPO application remained as pending mm. for additional materials. I think a person close to the company actually said that uh, even though Tsu Haiwanta has submitted the required materials, mm-hmm. but it's unlikely that its application will go through uh, given, you know, uh, current market conditions. So um, anyway, I believe Wanta has since you know, reached an agreement with investors to avoid an immediate repayment of more than you know, 40 billion yuan for this agreement. Mm-hmm. I think, in fact, there's a revised agreement in place um, the investors will now actually reinvest their money at the year-end deadline after one actually pays back their original stakes. Right. And uh, this agreement essentially involves an equity swap that will actually boost the external investors holding in Tsuhaiwan down to 60% from the previous 21%. Mm. And for this, uh, one dollar commercial will of course still remains as the largest single shareholders in the unit with a stake of uh, 40% down from 79%, I believe. Mm. So while uh, I think while some initial investors with their own liquidity issues like Country Garden has cashed out partially. I think there are also some new investors who have stepped in for the revised agreement. Right. And finally, before we let you go, David, we must talk about the U.S. Fed. We must. Um, we must, we must. Officials have made the decision to hold interest rates at a 22-year high for the third straight meeting. They also signaled three cuts in 2024, somewhat expected by the market, though uh, markets sort of cheered that relatively dovish stance. Uh, your thoughts on how markets perform today? Right. I think last week I actually mentioned a poll from Reuters uh, stating that, you know, the economy survey actually shows a slight majority which uh, actually uh, sees that, you know, waiting un- until at least next July to cut rates this yeah. year. Next year, I, I meant. But after this morning's meeting, meeting that is now, I think, roughly a 26 uh, basis point cut pricing for a move as early as March next year. And that is a much changed timeline from before the FOMC meeting this morning. And prior to the FOMC meeting, I think traders were roughly seeing about 112 basis point worth of rate cuts for the entire next year. But this has since increased, you know, quite mm. a bit to 148 basis point worth of rate cuts now. So essentially, the Fed has uh, just vindicated the aggressive uh, rate cut pricing in recent weeks. And they will have just one meeting in January to provide any clarity before you know we all fall into the market's timeline right lots to watch in the new year as well thanks a lot david that was david chow director at azure capital thank you very much for joining us on money fm 89.3 before acting on the information on money fm please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives financial situation and risk tolerance